Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. I don't even know how to follow that up. I don't even want to hear it from Galveo. He's wicked happy right now. The Bruins tied it up two to two. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like if the Red Sox are going to suck, and this is the by far the, I mean, one of the worst stretches we've seen in a really long time. um, They're picking a perfect time to do it. You know, everyone's talking about how bad the Patriots draft was. Everyone's talking about the Bruins in the playoffs, the Celtics in the playoffs. Um, But it's uh, it's a really tough time to be a Red Sox fan as. Everyone who's tuning into this episode, if there is anyone left at this point, um, <laughs> we might have lost knows. every listener yeah. at this right. point. I, I do not blame you. I I yeah. do not want any part of this dog shit team right now. Yeah, I would love to to see the statistics of like a lot of the uh, Red Sox podcasts, like just from all over. Um, they're all down because I'm sure like a lot of people are just like not listening at this point. They're just so frustrated. Um, I mean, how can you not be? I mean, this 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 weekend, um, you know, did it too with with this White Sox series, and and um, you know, it sucks. La- I mean, last place is is not where you want to be, especially when you're behind the Orioles. That that's pretty bad. I did see this um, stat uh, earlier today that um, the Red Sox have won the same amount of uh, series as the Reds this year, which is uh, not where you want to be. Um, especially this year, I mean, you do not want, you don't want your name near the Cincinnati Reds uh, or in the same sentence as them because right. that means things are not uh, not going well for you. Yeah, no, it's uh, wow, it's tough to put into words. Um, I think that if I were to put it into words, somehow, I think it it like when when you watch this team in your head. And I hope I don't get canceled for this, but in my head, every word that you couldn't say after 2015 goes on in my head. Like that's, that's what ever, like pretty much every pitch, like every word that I used to say, like before then, like, that's what I, that's what goes on in my head. Like that it's, it's, it's really that it's really that bad. It it's gives you a headache. It just gives you like a migraine, like your body starts to hurt. Like, it's just, it's grotesque. It really is grotesque. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, you know, every game, like, oh, this has to be rock bottom. And then there's another game where, you know, oh, we blow it in the ninth. Oh, then there's another game where we get shut out 1-0. Oh, and then there's another game where you think you hit a game-tying home run in the ninth and then it's a double. And then, you know, this horrifying loss after horrifying loss after horrifying loss just wears and tears on you when you're watching every single day. And even if you miss a game, you get caught up and, you know, the team has just pooped the bed again. 
it feels like you know the it, it just keeps on getting worse and worse and where is rock bottom right yeah exactly no that's a that's an excellent point and it's like it reminds me of 2012 where like obviously this team is not as bad as the 2012 team but i mean this team is arguably less successful than the 2012 team but in 2012 it was like you never felt like rock bottom was going to come it was like always like all right this is rock bottom and then and then this is rock bottom and then this is rock bottom and i mean it's just it's it it really is just so painful to watch right yeah i thought jack i think you said it perfectly where um you're just waiting for rock bottom to hit and it just keeps getting worse um it, it's we we've talked about it the last couple of episodes too you're just waiting for that one in the season that hopefully you know is kind of a turning point and you're just not seeing it and it's going in the opposite direction it's like it gets worse and worse by the game and you're just waiting for that moment where you're like okay let's string like just a solid performance top to bottom and it just hasn't happened and um it's I, I feel like at some point something's got to give or this, you know, you're getting to the point now where it's like, all right, is this going to click at some point? Or like, are you going to see the turnaround or are we just going to keep going down? Because, I mean, if you keep going down this road, it, it's it's going to get ugly and, you, you know, you might be out of it by, you know, the midway point of the season. I mean, you might put yourself in a really, really bad spot um, that you might not be able to come out of. Yeah. No, it's yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not there there's not much to add. I mean, they they got to put themselves in a position where they can be like 500 after 70 games. Like if you can be like 35 and 35, then I mean you're within striking distance and you're fine. Like it's it's still it's still really early, and it feels like right. that's not the case because you look at the calendar and it's May 8th, and it's like wow, like May 8th is like not early at all. But I mean, they played 29 games, so. Am I ready to give up? Absolutely not. But does this suck to be a part of? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, this, you don't want to press the panic button quite yet, but things need to start turning around pretty much immediately if you want to have any chance of, you know, making the playoffs. I mean, even even really feels like the division's out of line. We're ten and a half games back on April yeah. 8th right now, or sorry, on May 8th right now. And... That's a lot of ground to make up. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Yankees are overperforming. We're underperforming right now. Um, not to make any excuses, but, you know, even if we get to 500, we still have a lot of ground to make up. And that's going to take a few good weeks of baseball to even catch up to 500. We're nine games below right now. So, um, and a negative 23 run differential, the same as the Baltimore Orioles. So, it's, it's not, it's, uh, uh, back up against the wall right now, to say the least. But like the thing is, you don't need to be 500 in May. Like you can, you can kind of just like stumble through May, or maybe finish out well, and then in June, if you can get to 500, I mean, you're you're within striking distance. I mean, if you look at some of the, the teams that have won World Series, and obviously, I'm not saying that this team's going to have a turnaround and win the World Series, but if you do historically look at some of the teams that uh, did win, they were, you know. 40 and 40 or 29 and 39. Like it's ha- it happens plenty of times. The Marlins of 03, the Nationals 2019, Braves last year. 
um, and a lot more. And then on top of that, not just teams that won the World Series, but teams that made the playoffs where they maybe started out like 20 and 30. You know, there's plenty of teams like that. I think baseball, because there's so many games, you get caught up in every single game being so uh, massive. But if this was a football season, right, how, how, how far are you into it for a football season? You know, you have 16, 16 weeks, so this would be the equivalent of starting what? This is game four? 29 out of 162 today, so. So this would be equivalent of starting. Game three, essentially, yeah. So this would be, yeah, one and, one and, one and three. You start one and three. Season's not over if you start one and three. No. I mean, you know, same same thing for basketball. It's like, all right, is your season over if you start nine and I mean, I don't fucking know. Seven yeah, and cares. fourteen. Like yeah. what I don't fucking know. Who cares? Does everyone watch NBA regular season? No. But like you're not you're, they're not out of it. They need they need a lot of, of of fixing, but they're certainly not out of it. With the talent that they have, the management that they have. And the farm system that they have to help maybe bring in some guys, um, they're certainly not out of it. Absolutely not. Um, I know we've talked about him a, a lot. Um, you know, he, he's been kind of a theme, um, and it's been Bobby Dahlbeck. Um, Gotta go. Obviously, his his struggles are continuing. It's I think G- it's time to, G- to do F- something. Oh! <laughs> DFO? DFO. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant DF. I thought you were trying to say DF. No, no, GTFO. Get the fuck out. Oh, I thought I didn't hear the G. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's just got to go. It's Bobby. Bobby time is is over. It, it was fun. Not really. But 2020 was like hopeful. And then that stretch last year where he was like <laughs> the best player on planet Earth. That was also actually really fun to watch. But he's just not a good enough player. It's uh. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's a guy that we looked at, you know, when we previewed the season that as a, as a guy that could have a breakout year, and it just hasn't happened for him, and it's he's he's really struggling right now. Um, at what point do you kind of tap to uh, Worcester and or not Worcester, but um, you look at uh, Cassius, and um, you know, where at, at what point do you maybe you know? try to bring him up and see if there's anything there. I mean, it, it sucks because you don't want to just throw him into kind of a mess right now. Um, I mean, that's got kind of a guy that you want to be a little bit careful with, but, you know, maybe at least just doing something, you know, some kind of change here. So from everything that it sounds like from Bloom and from the organization, they're not going to call him up anytime soon. And not just because Bobby Dahlbeck is absolute fucking dog shit. Um, so we're probably going to have to wait till middle of the summer at the earliest to see him. Um, he still has a little bit to go from what I understand. But um, one thing that Bloom pointed out even during his pr- uh, press conference today is, you know, um, Cassis hasn't really had an extended time at any level because he jumped from double A to the Olympics to triple A. And it mentioned that, you know, uh, he need the Cassis needed to see how the league responded to him. But that also kind of feels like the you know what they didn't do with Bobby Dahlbeck, where they had him play 30 games in AAA in 2019, had him play in fucking Pawtucket's parking lot in 2020, called him up, and then never got him any actual adjustments to the league. So um, I guess they don't want to make the same mistake twice with Cass's, but uh, it's 
almost like who anybody else except for Bobby Dahlbeck right now, unfortunately. Well, I and I think that that that's a a good way to look at it. Like, why not bring in someone from the outside who can be just a body, like who can be as good as Dahlbeck, and let Dahlbeck go back down to AAA and take some swings there, and and maybe he can figure it out. I think it might even play to his benefit. Like they're treating him like a guy who's who's out of options. Like if they send him down, he's going to be DFA'd. Like that's not the case. Like he has options. He can go down, work on his swing, you know, try to find it. And then he can come back up when he's ready. It doesn't have to be Cassis. It can be someone else. And he doesn't have to play first at AAA. If you want to get Cassis the reps in Worcester, then you can put Bobby at second or in right or DH or in thir- at third, like move him around the diamond a little bit, get him some some reps, just get him some swings, DH him here and there. Who knows? Fucking maybe throw him behind the plate. I don't know. I mean, Red Sox need a catcher. <laughs> Christian Vasquez stinks. Yeah. I mean, like just get him some 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 at bats down in Worcester so he can figure things out. Sign someone who's a right-handed bat because now you have like a platoon situation with Mr. French, and I think that you know you you that's that's probably the plan. I don't understand it. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, like how long is the leash, and like why has is the leash this long in the first place? I mean, it's a it's first base. I feel like it shouldn't be yeah. that <clears throat> difficult to get positive production out of your first baseman. I feel like that in historically has been a dime a dozen where you could just sign Billy Butler for nothing and, you know, have him platoon at first base. But it's kind of infuriating. You know, you have Frenchie Cordero, who is not a natural first baseman, who's actually looked all right there. But, you know, when you have Bobby Dahlbeck coming out into the game and striking out, you know, four pitches uh, with the game winning run at uh, third base, it's unacceptable. You need to at least, you know, be competitive in that about it. That just didn't happen. And that's happened at so many points this season. Yeah. I mean, I, at some point, maybe, I don't know what the, what the free agent market is looking like right now, if there's anybody that's um, potentially available or, I mean, maybe you can go the trade route as well. Um, you know, I know you, you just find somebody um, out there. Cause that something's got to give for sure. Um I mean, it's 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 not going to get any easier going forward. Um, you know, that's for sure. I mean, um, I don't know what the schedule is looking like right now, but um, I know there's no not a lot of division games. I know that you got a oh, you got the Braves this week, um, and then you got uh, all the Rangers. So yeah, I mean, schedule doesn't obviously is not going to get easy and you, you at some point you got to figure this out and i think um you know people are just kind of looking for um kind of a breaking point here so it's you know yeah i mean it yeah uh, i kind of like we were saying before where is rock bottom like you would have to imagine it's here because even if you start losing more then you at least have an idea where this team is going for the season you can't keep treading water like this um and drowning in deeper deeper into the division if you want to have an actual chance we saw last year literally it was one game against the yankees that we ended up winning that decided home field advantage in that wild card right. game 
And I mean, if you're face, if you're that even last spot now, you're uh, having to face the best teams all throughout the playoffs, all on the road. It, you're not doing yourself any favors. So right, uh, right now is you know as critical time in the season as really any time you're going to see for the rest of the year. And I mean, uh, it's not the way you want to be playing uh, right now. No, it's not. And the pressure is mounting. Obviously, the local media has been all over the Red Sox. And then you have small, you know, outlets of media like us and other podcasts and Twitter accounts and uh, the pressure. You know, obviously, as a player, you have to find a way to tune it out. I know it's really, really hard. It's everywhere. But um, you just have to find a way. And for a guy like Trevor Story, I mean, I could see how it could be tough. Like he's had it pretty bad. Yeah, he has. And yeah. everyone's, already, everyone's already comparing him to Carl Crawford, which it, it, around these parts is like uh, saying fucking Voldemort. Like, yeah, he, that, that must be really tough for him. Cause these guys like, dude, they follow the league. They've followed the league for a long time. They know, you know, players, they know history, they know teams, they know fan bases. And like for Trevor story to see those things and hear those things, I mean, it's probably not easy. So, um, I I think you just got to give him some more time. Like he had a lot of shit happen at spring training. And I mean, it's not that big of a deal. You know, he's not hitting, but he'll dig himself out of it. He'll be fine. I think that this offense will be fine. Um, I just hope my only fear for this team is that when the offense does come around, which eventually it will, um, that then the pitching doesn't start to slide. Yeah. Which obviously they have no situational pitching whatsoever. I mean, they have zero back end of the bullpen. Um, It's really, really tough to watch. They have the most blown saves by, I think, double the second most blown saves the next team. So no situational pitching, but at least the starting pitching has been good enough. 315 entering today and uh you know obviously Hauk had that kind of emergency start with Waka hitting the uh, IL but the pitching outside of you know the back end hasn't really been the problem it has been the offense I think everybody can kind of realize that but even you know Deekman and Robles haven't been solid for you recently you have to depend on Matt Strom to be essentially your closer your back end guy and he was a guy that you know was an afterthought when we picked him up at the beginning of spring training or right before the uh, right after the lockout, so uh, Salamore has been brutal. Yeah, Salamore, you can't really, you know, even dog on someone like Salamore because you weren't expecting him to throw in poor innings this year. Uh, but someone like Matt Barnes, where you know you can't put him out in the tenth inning, he's going to give up that runner on second and then another few runs. I don't see why we keep you know trying this experiment and keep failing at it. Um, it's are you guys at the point where you just eat the eat the 18 million? Yeah. 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 Like it's not going to kill you. You're the Red Sox. You can afford it, but, um, it's, they, it's literally hurting us to have Matt Barnes yeah. out on the mound, especially in high leverage situations. If you right. just want to throw him out in a blowout game at this point, who cares? But yeah. Yeah, I know. He, he, I mean, he mentioned it himself too. He, you know, he said after, um, you know, one of the games this week that he's got to figure shit out and he's got to, you know, dig himself out of this. But I mean, you can't really, at this point, you can't really afford to 
keep throwing him out there and then having him, you know, pitch poorly and, you know, having you having him, you know, cost you games or, you know, having, you know, throwing him out there, just having putting him in, you know, putting your team in bad situations, you know, when he's out there, obviously pitching the way he has been. So, I mean, at some point, I think it might be time to pull the plug on the Matt Barnes experience because, you know, it, it, we, we've said it countless it. times. It's, you know, since, since the All-Star break last year, he still hasn't dug himself out of it. So, I mean, it, I think it. it might be time. Pull the plug. Please pull the plug and send him to fucking Pittsburgh or Tokyo. I don't give a fuck. I want <laughs> Matt Barnes far away from this ball club. And... I think if there was one player I could get rid of right now, I think it'd be Matt Barnes, honestly. And I, I hate Barnes, to say that. Because Matt Barnes to the Dinos? He's, he, no. he's, <laughs> no, Jack doesn't even want him on the, anywhere yeah. near the fucking Dinos. Drew Rachinski is so much better than Matt Barnes right now. <laughs> honestly, like, it, it sucks to think because he is a guy that the Red Sox developed. And he is kind of like, you know, he's a local guy, even though he's Connecticut fucking douchebag. Um, he is a local guy and I, I do, I do like him. I just, I think if there was one guy that I, you know, another guy that sticks out to me is Christian Vasquez and not because of what he brings, but because like Alex Cora and Red Sox management has just been brainwashed to think that Christian Vasquez is this elite level defender. And like, he's not a bad defensive catcher by any means, but he's certainly not good enough to be that bad offensively. So I think he gets a long leash because he's like, he's been the Red Sox catcher for the better part now of what? Seven years, six, six and a half years. 2014, so, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? That's almost eight. Yeah. Eight. I don't think 20, 2014. They had, I think they had AJ, they had AJ Przinsky in 2014, I think. Yeah. And uh, Vasquez replaced, uh, replaced uh, uh, AJ. There you go. So seven, seven years. I mean, like that's that's crazy longevity, but he's just not, he's just not a good offensive player. He's just not anyone that good did good in 2020. You suck. You weren't actually ever a good ball player if you did good in 2020. Like you just you just took advantage of there being no pressure, no crowds, nothing. Bobby Dahlbeck, Christian Vasquez, fucking. Martin Perez. Martin, Martin Perez. <laughs> <laughs> and if you sucked in 2020, that's even worse on you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, where do, it, it's just a question of, you know, where do you go with this team now? What, what do you do? What, what can you do? You just got to hope they figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, it, uh I think if one of us had the answer to that question, we'd be at uh, we'd be up at, uh, in the front office right now. I I do yeah. have one thing that I would like to at least see one suggestion I would I would like to try out, and I think that Tanner Hawks had a rough start to the year, but I think that his issue is I don't think he's necessarily made to be like a starting pitcher. Maybe down the line when he can figure things out. But I think he has the tendency to like just have the wheels fall off a little bit. I'd like to see Tanner Hout come in in like a high leverage situation later in the game. Like, give me eight nine, eight eight eighth inning or ninth inning. Like, come in as a closer, see what happens. Because yeah. he's really hard to hit for that one inning. Like, 
when he comes in and he's like, he's got that devastating slider and, you know, he's got a really hard fastball and he's got a really tough release point. I think as a closer, especially if you came like, you know, all day with guys who kind of throw like soft, like he came with like Walker or, you know, um, whatever, Austin Davis. And then you, you know, you put Tanner Hawk in the ninth inning. I mean, I know you're, it's kind of a waste of resources in a sense, because I think he probably is, is better off for this organization as a starter or, or like a long reliever. Um, but I think you just got to try it. Just try it. No, and I hear a lot of people saying, you know, Whitlock should go back to that back end just because, you know, we need a guy there right now. And I agree with you. I think Calc has that ability um, to be a very late inning guy, even if it's for, you know, maybe two innings uh, plus out of the bullpen. But I don't think, you know, if you're uh, worried about development uh, for Cassis or anybody else, that uh, you should stop Garrett Whitlock from starting. That's clearly his future. He's done well there. I know. We're 0-3 in his starts, but none of that is really his fault. Um, so I would like to see, you know, more out of him. Uh, I think he went, you know, five-plus innings the other night. If he can do that again, you know, coming up in um, uh, Atlanta and then, you know, beyond that, I think, you know, this is going to be a very valuable piece for us, and that does allow you to have Hauk in the bullpen as a late-inning guy, hopefully, and, you know, maybe that role sticks, and uh, you can have a closer for cheap. Yeah. No, I like it. I think that's that's a start. And then the other thing is you just got to hit better. Like there, there's no, there's no like. Even though you might get some help, right? Like say they make a couple acquisitions, maybe they grab someone a little earlier, you know. Then they grab someone at the deadline, and then all of a sudden in September now Cassis is up, and maybe then you make a run. Or August Cassis comes up. Now you got some help. Now you acquired someone at the deadline. You know, you have you filled your hole at first base. And, you know, I, I think that you're going to get a little help later in the season, but you're not going to get any help like right now, any significant help right yeah. now. You, you're you're going to help yourself by just simply hitting better. That's what you need to do. That's all you need to do is just hit better. And again, to say, you know, time and time again, everyone wants to bury this Red Sox team. Everyone's ready to have a funeral for this Red Sox team. The local media at the sports hub is having an absolute field day. The national oh, yeah, media yeah, is having a field day. Dude, John Heyman the other day. One thing I just want to bring up. <laughs> Here we go. I right. love it. The the Red Sox fans, the anyone who follows Major League Baseball closely, has known that Xander Bogarts is going to opt out of his contract after this year since 2019. All John Heyman did was a well-timed article that we've known for the past three and a half years just to further bury the Red Sox. They want to see the Red Sox dead and buried. And honestly, you know, they're not they're not dead yet. Like they're they're 10 and 19. That sucks to look at. That's brutal to look at. Yes, they're in last place, but you win give me 7 of 10. Now you're what? You win say you win 7 of 10. Now you're what? 17 and 22. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seventeen yeah. and twenty-two. Then you maybe go five and five. Then you're a little five hundred. You know, whatever. Then you make a little run. Now you're all of a sudden you look. You're five hundred. You're right there. And with the expanded playoffs, all you got to do is pretty much until July, just hang around, hang around. Yeah. If you're five hundred in July, and then you you get Cassis coming up, and then you make a trade acquisition at the the deadline, 
you're you're right there. Don't let the the media bury the Red Sox. I know it sucks, but don't let it happen. Still very early. We're only a month in, so sky's not, not falling yet. yet. Sky's not falling yet. Uh, even though if you listen to uh, ninety-eight-five, they're uh, I think they already had a funeral this week. They love this. They love it. Yeah, they love the misery. They love. They're it. they're just so focused on the C's and the um, uh, B's right now that thankfully the Red Sox have just taken such a back burner. But you know, once uh, the playoffs are over for both of those teams, uh, you know, hopefully with the championships, um, you know, all the focus is going to be on the Sox for the entire summer. And you want to actually have a be a positive one at Fenway Park and at least be competitive throughout the year. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, going to be an uphill battle. We can still do it. We're, this team is not dead yet. We're not having a funeral, but it's just been deflating to watch over the last two, three weeks specifically. Right. Don't get me wrong. This team is 30 and 50. They're done. It's over. Yeah. You're not you're not even gonna finish five hundred at that point. It's just another last place year. Sixty six and ninety six, whatever it is, that's what it's gonna be. Like that. But if they're if they're like thirty five and forty one, like they're just not they're not dead. And they're not even like thirty five and forty one, like I'd be sad. And there's a like a there's a chance they're that, but there's also a chance that they're forty one and thirty five. Like right. they, they hit it. If they hit, they string together some big offensive games. I, you know what they need? They need a walk off, or they need like a big road, like ninth inning, bases clearing double, down two runs with two outs, and then a big save, which arguably I think maybe is even a better momentum shifter. And yes, momentum is real a bigger momentum shifter than like a walk off because then you got like the big hit in the top half and then you got the big save in the bottom half. I think that's what they need. I mean, yeah, I feel like, you know, this homestand was the perfect time to do it. Like yeah, there was the chance, you know, the other night uh, with uh, runners in scoring position to get that walk off and it didn't happen. Um, and there's been plenty of other times where you could have blown the door open and a lot of those games are at least made it competitive where that big hit has just never happened. We haven't had that season defining moment to rally around. So hopefully that comes soon. We got another, you know, tough road stretch here, uh, starting with the Braves on Tuesday. Thankfully we have Monday off, so we don't have to watch another day of this fucking team right now. Um, and the Yankees have 23 games in 22 days. So hopefully that slows them down a little bit too. Right. You got the Braves and you got the Rangers, two very talented teams, but they're also underperforming. You have two days off this week to get your head right, um, and then you face a tough team in the Houston Astros, which that series will be fun. So you, you have a good uh, – just looking forward to, like, the next week, right? You have a good week to uh, just play good baseball. You don't even need – like, that, that's, the, that's the thing about this, this – the, the, the build out of this, like if you play a good game and you just get beat, maybe by a good pitcher, um, you know, that's okay. Like it's still early in the season. Wins and losses are obviously important, but just play good baseball, get to a point where you're feeling good about your game, get some confidence 
and then you can make a run because all of it can turn around in the blink of an eye. They could win 14 of 16, and then all of a sudden they're in second place and they're in a playoff spot. Again, with the, the expanded playoffs, you're you're never really out of it. So um, I don't think anyone thinks this team, this Red Sox team is this bad, but, you know, like I said, obviously it's it's tough to watch. Yeah, it is. But I feel like this might be all brewing for, um, you know, a nice comeback story. You know, everyone's burying, everyone's burying this team right now. But like man, it. that switch, that switch flips. You never know. You never know. They have a big month. They have a hopefully a, a good rest of the rest of the month here, and then they have a big June, and then hopefully July, you're in a good position, and uh, you go from there. And like you mentioned, LeBeau, you add a couple pieces there, and and you're right there, you know, with everyone else. And uh, this next, you know, for a month and a half is is going to be big, you know, right before July. I mean, this is a big. This is a, a a critical point in the season, especially given the way it's gone right now. Um, so these next, you know, uh, six, seven, eight weeks, um, you know, are, are going to be crucial. Yeah. I mean, what else is there really left to say at this point? Like, there's no point in, you know, looking over all these games right. or anything. So uh, we do have some of our fans thoughts here uh, from Twitter. Uh, right. We have to just legally start off with Kyle Sullivan. It's the <laughs> plan. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, I think, yeah, I think Twitter he, even I, makes it so that he's the first one that we see here. So I think he could uh, he could sue us if we didn't actually uh, yeah. say his comment first. So he could. yeah, yeah, he yeah. Uh, so the offense needs to wake up, plain and simple. A few bad pitching outings happen, um, but uh, what has kept us out of games is the offense. Pee pee poo poo. Kyle, you're out of uh, Kyle, your favorite listener. So um, he's right about that. Uh, Zach, uh, Zoe Berger, er, er, uh, if we had a closer and someone that could hit in right field, as there's a deep drive in the left field by Castellanos, and it'll be a home run. So that'll make a 4 0 ball game. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. So well said. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Morris uh, with his spray chart of Bobby D here. As you oh. might imagine, it's uh, sparse. <laughs> um, it, it seems like Bobby's D issues that he's laid on all the pitches. I'm not sure if they've adjusted his mechanics. He's hit it just about everywhere, but to the op- everything to the opposite field. He's so much better when he pulls the ball. So, uh, you know, do what I do and then will be the show where I just try to pull a home run every single at that. I don't <laughs> see how that can really hurt Bobby Dahlbeck at this point. How is that know, work for you? Yeah, like just hit a home run. Just hit a home run. Like I don't like you're not gonna you're gonna strike out anyways. Just hit a home run. Uh, Um, From Sean Lane here, I think uh, we even touched upon this a little bit here. Trevor's story is the new Carl Crawford. I can't (laughs) wait for them to pay him to go away in a year. Thanks, Heim. I think it's very premature for that. Very early. Very early. And I know there was the issue with like him missing out on the media the other day, but he doesn't seem like quite the Carl Crawford type. Not yet, at least. So, well, I I think that's, like I said, premature. I'm not really going to blame people that are annoyed with Trevor's story, but uh, Carl Crawford was way worse. Yeah. Um, Big fan of the show, Tim John. This team is destroying my liver. 
I'll drink to that. <laughs> yep. Shout out Tim John. Great kid. <laughs> yeah. Zemo, he's, a, he's yeah, another big fan. Agreed. Uh, Corey, we need a trade for a closer. The offense will eventually wake up. Let's hope the starting pitching continues to be good. I mean, it's just where are you going to get a closer at this point? And is that really going to save this team? I hope it would, but you kind of need to figure out a few more things than that, than just the closer, I feel. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Hauk's probably your best bet at this point. I think Whitlock's too valuable just to be yeah, the closer. Just Maybe Sale uh, when he comes back. I don't fucking know. Yeah, honestly, maybe. If he comes back. Uh, if he ever pitches again. Y- oh, yeah. my God. That's right. Uh, Matt with Shit. a bunch of numbers. Um, well, I don't see us getting better. Henry too cheap. We got a good future. People got to give story time. And we need to re-sign Rafi. Uh, that was all over the place, lol. So, <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of points. I'll hang yeah. up and listen. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I got a sentence here. I got a sentence here. I got a sentence here. So, um, all those things, I think, are honestly fair. Um, you know, what more can you really invest in this team that's actually going to make us better and a World Series contender without, you know, mortgaging the farm in a way? Yeah, I, I don't, I just don't think you can mortgage the farm. And, and the simple reason is the fact that you just don't know what's going to happen with Devers and Bogarts. If you had these guys locked down for long periods of time, then you know you could be a little more flexible with the Jeter Downs and Nick Yorks, uh, Blaze Jordans. You know, maybe have a little fun with that. But, dude, you might be looking at a situation where you need to fill shortstop and third base in back-to-back off seasons. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, here from Bryn, uh, the Orsillo cur- curse is real. Even the customers that are Red Sox fans agree with me. Four, four and 13 since the Don Orsillo snub. Wow. That's, That's a stat. Yeah. That's a stat right there. A lot of negative energy around this ball club right now, and that was the that was the the, the kickoff. There was really the, – the, the Red Sox play, like on-field play, wasn't really even talked about then because it was so early, and it was like – yeah. I mean, they were like hovering around 500, which is totally fine. So, and now, I mean – it was that, and now it's this, and now it's like now it's go time. Like you get a day off, fucking go home, kiss your wife, tell her you love her, and put your fucking big boy pants on and come to the yard ready to play. Because if you don't, someone's gonna literally take your job, and that goes for everyone on this team. Everyone that is a position player on this team, with the exception of Devers. Like, I'd like to say Bogarts, he's, I think he's their best player, but, like, they could trade him because he's so tradable right now because he, he's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. Like, he's the most value. obvious to be traded. So, I think the only one that's safe, Devers, Verdugo. Devers and Verdugo are literally the only ones that I don't think are in jeopardy of losing their starting job. JD and X, last year's their contract, yeah. they could be traded. I don't see them giving up on Story quite yet. He might. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I for, I forgot about Story. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. They can't. They can't get rid of him. So, I'm not saying that they would want to. I think that you should give him right. a lot of time. But Devers, Verdugo, and Story. Those are the only three. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, 
this team might look a lot different in 2023, not to get too far ahead, but you know, this season does not only affect, you know, this year, it affects how you see the team moving forward and uh, the strategy that we're going to use to win a world series. So it's like I was saying, it's a critical time of year, even if, you know, you don't think about being early, may being that, but it will shape how the team is looking by the end of um, uh, the season. Yeah. I mean, Next year could be Devers, Downs, Cassis, Story in the infield. Brian Bayo starting. Bayo. No hitter the other starter. day. That was cool. Yeah, no, he, he's he's actually awesome. I mean, honestly, Heim Bloom deserves a lot of criticism. Like, you got this team has JBJ, Kevin Pilecki, Christian Vasquez, Christian Arroyo. Bobby Dahlbeck, like this, he deserves a ton of criticism. I don't care what anyone says, and I'm a big Heim Bloom fan, but you cannot criticize him with how well he's done with this farm system. I mean, they're it's completely rebuilt, completely rebuilt. Yep. So there, we're not. I don't think we're gonna, you know, fall into the same depths of like 2014, 2015. But um, it's not enjoyable. What else are you gonna say? Yeah, big road I trip mean, here. So. They'll be back. They'll be back. The Red Sox will be back. They'll be back. Start talking. Cowboy Tuesday. up. Cowboy up. Woo. Go Bruins. Atlanta. Go Bruins. And yeah. also shooty hoops. Yeah. Yep. Big, Go Celtics. Big week. Big week ahead. So it starts yep. on Tuesday. Starts on Tuesday, yeah. the turnaround against Atlanta. Big turnaround. Here we go. Yeah. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Peace. Peace.